Hello and welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 149, Everything's Fine, as everything else is in flames around us. And who's the chief dog at the, the table sitting with coffee? Well, that's me, your host, Ryan Spilkin. And joining me in the, the uh, burning embers of 2022 is Brenda Burl. Hi, Brenda. Hello, this is fine. <laughs> everything's fine and, and in reality fine. everything is fine it's just adaptivist is hitting that end of the year you know we're we're ramping up into the holiday season and so as it is at most people's work things are just a little nuts i'm sure you're all experiencing that out there too listeners or maybe you're not there's always the chance that you know you're just chilling drinking your ice if tea. you're not please tell us your secrets we would love to hear your secrets. We would love to know. Well, Brenda, we don't have any secrets to share ourselves, so why don't we just jump right into the Atlassian Cloud updates? What do you say? There are lots of them. Let's do it. All right. We'll begin with Compass. And you never know where you're going without a compass. So it's dangerous to go alone. Take one of them. The first thing that we have for Compass is assigning a lifecycle stage to components. A life cycle is a series of stages a component goes through during its lifetime. Knowing the component's life cycle stage gives you a little more confidence to make informed decisions about utilizing the component. You can assign, update, and view a component's life cycle stage on its overview page. While we're looking at overview pages, the component overview page has gotten a new look. Atlassian has optimized the page structure to deliver an enhanced catalog experience by rearranging and redesigning sections for improved information discoverability and a consistent visual experience and interactions. Uh, is it anything like the Toys R Us catalog, Brenda? Do you think they have the Star Wars figures? I don't think so, but they should. No, well, you won't. Find I'm not going if there's not Star Wars figures. <laughs> well, I tell you, you won't find anything about Star Wars figures in the next the last feature from Compass, and that is finding components by searching for the text in custom fields. You can now find Compass components within with specific custom field values. Along with other search results, Compass returns a list of components with a matching value in the custom text fields when you enter a search term in the search fields. Searching components by custom field values enables you to discover and examine components that carry specific information. Over in Bitbucket Cloud, uh, you can now link Bitbucket workspaces to your organization using admin.atlassian.com. After you link Bitbucket workspaces, you can view them in the organization's products list and you can access their audit logs. So a little bit easier way to get to all the different workspaces. You can now see merged or declined pull requests in the Your Work page. Uh, so there's now a recently closed pull request section on the Your Work page that allows you to see a list of any pull requests that have been merged or declined in Your Work. Uh, new in Pipelines, expanded logging of environment variables. Bitbucket Pipelines now logs lists of the environment variables used by pipelines during build setup. The list shows the name and source of the variables, such as repo variables and pipeline variables. This list will assist with determining why some builds fail and will show both predefined pipelines variables as well as user-defined variables. So to view the variable log for a recent pipeline, open the pipeline in the Build tab, select Build Setup, and scroll to the bottom of the log to see the variables used. 
Atlassian has added default groups to Bitbucket workspaces to help provide visibility across all users invited to a workspace. So when you invite a member to your workspace and they accept the invitation, a default group will be created and that new member will be added to that group. You can assign an existing group as your default group for members added to your workspace. And uh, there will be some notes linked in our show notes that give you the directions on that if you need it. This helps you organize your members across workspaces, projects, and repos. And Atlassian has also added the ability for workspace admins to restrict invitations by domain or by only allowing other workplace admins to send invitations to the workspace. This obviously helps better regulate who can be invited to a specific workspace in order to keep projects and code secure and safe throughout the development process. Uh, So check out a blog post that we will link to in the show notes. And last but certainly not least in Bitbucket Cloud updates, repository access tokens for secure access to repositories. Uh, are now now rolling out. These are per repo passwords used for scripting tasks and integrating tools uh, such as CI CD tools with Bitbucket Cloud. These tokens are designed to be used for a single application with limited permissions, so they do not require two-step verification. They are not tied to a user account, but are tied to a Bitbucket repo, restricting the access of the token to a single repo, providing a more secure solution than user-based authentication methods such as app passwords. So some solid updates over in Bitbucket Cloud. Confluence Cloud team also bring in the heat with a host of new features, the first of which is really pretty neat. You can now discover which template was used to create a page. This is right going to be right in the byline next to created by. So now if you see a page in Confluence Cloud and you think, dang, this page looks good. I wonder how they did it. If there was a template used, you will be able to find that template, click on it, and create a page of your own. Wow. such Fancy. Such copies, much template. Very well. (laughs) Confluence will also allow users to learn why related pages are going to be suggested. So just above the comments at the bottom of pages, you'll find automatically generated suggestions for further reading. Now, these suggestions will indicate why a page is considered related. So it's basically like other shoppers purchased for your Confluence instance, right? I love this, though. This is a great update. I love the why. I am, I'm a curious person and I love why. Why is it suggesting me this? That's a, a really cool feature in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's a great, you know, and if users all bought the other item after they looked at the first one, why wouldn't they buy the second one? I do question sometimes why the algorithms suggest some of the things that they do for me, but that is a story for another podcast. You know, what I do is I uh, hold a little ritual to have the algorithm bless me every morning. <laughs> Also new to Confluence Cloud is staying organized with labels. Labels allow users to organize and find pages by topic beyond the confines of a strict page hierarchy and across spaces. Labels are also powerful building blocks for enhancing experiences like search and automation. Now, Atlassian is working on modernizing this experience to make it easy for you to add labels and for others to find your page. Um, So now you can uh, find the plus add label button at the bottom of your page. Um, Label, new, wow. New label, add label. I I have a a confession to make here. For all I am in knowledge management and have been working with Confluence for 15 odd years, I cannot to save my life remember to add labels to pages. It is just not, my brain does not ever recognize that labels exist. And I don't know why that is. And it's until you have to 
collect yeah. them for a reason, right? Yep. And then you go, oh, I have. That's you, exactly you, it. I do the same thing. We're, we're in the yep. same boat there, boss. Yeah. Nice. Very much so. All right. And finally, in Confluence Cloud, users will now be able to see when a page or blog post changes were last saved as you edit. You'll get real-time uh -huh. updates on the top right of the toolbar that let you know when the content was saved. Ooh. Confluence Ooh. is always saving the work you do, or is it? So that you don't have to publish the page to make sure your work is safe. That is that is a true hallmark and benefit of the cloud, for real. Um, if there is one more, more than one person editing at the same time, you'll see when the content was saved last, whether you or a collaborator made the changes. Good. Awesome. That is an, a fantastic addition to the Confluence Cloud uh, platform. Over in Jira Work Management, you can now group your work in the board view uh, by certain attributes. Organize and visualize your work how you want to. As an example, you can check high-priority tasks to see that nothing is blocked or see individual team members' workloads at a glance. You can choose to group your board by assignee, status, priority, or category. Neat. Indeed. Jira Service Management adds a host of new features, including customers can now add request participants to a request by mentioning the user in a comment in the portal. So they can now use the at symbol followed by a user's name in the comment box to summon other users to their Jira Service Management request. Thank you. Thank you for that. I have waited for this for a long time, and it is a nice thing. Because, you know, I end up opening a ticket, then opening up the ticket in the Jira, mm -hmm. and then adding Absolutely. instead of just doing it through the portal. Thank you. This yep. is brilliant. There are also new template categories for Jira service management templates. When creating a new service project, you'll need to select a template from the project template selection screen. The categories on the left will filter the available templates to help you find the one that's best suited for your team. There are also new marketing templates for team-managed projects now. The marketing service management template gives teams a central place to collect, prioritize, and assign incoming marketing requests and uh, streamline collaboration. So uh, marketers, check it out. There's also a finance template and analytics team template. Whoa. There are also new Jira automation actions coming to Jira service management. You're able to send messages to Amazon's SNS topic. When this action is executed, a JSON message will be sent to the selected Amazon simple notification service topic. And then you can add up to 10 key value pairs to any of these actions. If anyone out there in Listenerville understands what that will do, uh, if you can tell me what giving Am Amazon SNS SNS does for you in the, the context of Jira service management, I would love to know. There are also new templates and department capture options for team managed projects. This is a general service management for business template and a general service management for IT template for team managed projects, essentially bringing in the template functionality to the team managed project setting. Yes, that's good. And finally, Atlassian is making it easier to create a help topic to let customers find what they need faster. 
A topic lets you group request forms and knowledge base articles from across portals. So you can create topics in your help center to help your customers find the relevant resources or request forms they need faster and improve self-service. The example they have here is great. You can create a topic called New Hire Basics to bring together all help resources that a new hire would need. New hires who come to your help center can then get all the information and help they need under one topic without having to keep track of which team's portal to go to. That's a lot. If you think that's a lot, get ready. For Wait Jira until software. you hear about Jira software. <clears throat> I'm just going to you know, crack my knuckles here. Crack, crack. Over in Jira software on cloud. First of many updates, uh, to, so the first update is to roadmap. You can now filter by parent level on your roadmap, allowing you to focus on one specific task in the roadmap. In the filter section, you'll now see a menu titled Epic or whatever you've named parent level issues in your project. And this will allow you to show or hide issues based on their parent issue. Neat. There's also an inline issue create for story level issues. Uh, so if you want to insert child issues into your roadmap view, you don't need to reposition them after they are created. This update allows you to create and then insert a child issue. To use it, hover on the edge of the two issues between which you would like to create a new one. Select the plus that appears. Once you've created the issue, it'll automatically appear right there in the roadmap. Also neat. In Insights, uh, for a quicker and smoother experience, you will no longer get a full page refresh when you select the Insight setting button. You will now go straight to the Insight settings page, a nice little update. You can now add issues directly to a version. Atlassian have updated the releases experience, allowing you to create a version and start adding issues to it directly from the version's release page. No need to go to your backlog or open each issue to manually assign a version. That's a pretty big usability update right there. Uh, so well done. A new look for sharing feedback in JIRA. There's a slight change to JIRA's feedback collector for a more consistent experience. Uh, so to check that out, navigate to the roadmap view and select give feedback. You can now view your team's feature flags in the releases hub. If you've connected a feature management tool like LaunchDarkly or Split to your Jira software project, you can now view feature flag information. When viewing a version, you'll see a column in the issues table for feature flags. If an issue has a feature flag linked to it, this new column will show a flag icon and a rollout percentage. If there's more than one feature flag linked to an issue, the column will show a flag icon and the total number of flags linked to the issue. Hover over the icon to view more details or select that table cell to view the details of all the flags linked to the issue. This is of course dependent on you having a feature management app installed and configured on your Jira software instance. Uh, if you do not, you will see none of that particular update. You can now edit an issues epic straight from the backlog. Easy peasy. You can also edit the issue summary right from the backlog. That makes me very happy that those two updates are, are very nice. You can add links to a version with a new related work feature. Uh, so there's a new change to the releases experience in Jira software, allowing you to add links to a version. Uh, so you can link documents, dashboards, and any other work to your version so your team members and stakeholders can easily find release-related items. New in team managed projects, you can run multiple active sprints at the same time. This one's pretty big. Using parallel sprints when your scrum team needs to divide and conquer, um, you can now start and complete additional sprints independently while working from the same backlog. So to run a parallel sprint, go to the backlog. Select Start Sprint while a sprint is already in progress. 
previously, start sprint could only be selected if no other sprint was in progress. Now this option is always available so your team can run multiple active sprints at the same time. You know, if Matthew was here, he'd have something to say about that. He would. Absolutely. So much. It would be more than just something. Matthew, we miss you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, another update to ins- Jira Insights uh, settings are now enabled for Insights. You can usually s- you can easily set the insights you'd like to see on the panel. Um, yeah, quite a bit for Jira software. And for all Jira products across the Jira platform, there are also a host of updates. First, we'll start with the custom field for marketplace apps being renamed to Legacy Asset. Now. This is coming. This has been coming for a while. Um, Insight in Jira Service Management was going to be renamed to Assets. We we talked about that. I can't even remember when, but we did. I do remember talking about it. However, this requires that the existing Assets custom field in Jira Service De- Service Management also be renamed. So the custom field label Assets will be replaced with Legacy Assets, um, and that's about it. The custom field descriptor will also change. It will give you a little more information. But other than that, the assets platform will continue to function as it does. Also across the Jira platform is disabling bulk editing of team field for subtasks, which is a good idea. If any subtask is selected in a bulk edit operation, the team field will appear under unavailable actions. Sorry, can't do it. Advanced Roadmaps is adding some information to the audit log. You will now be able to see when hierarchy changes are made directly in the audit log. When you're doing site imports, there's a new drop-down menu to select a migration stage. Site import allows you to import Jira server backup files to migrate from Jira server to cloud. Atlassian updated the page where you run your import. The new page has an optional drop-down menu to select a migration stage, test, or production. Advanced roadmaps, you'll now be able to create a label from your timeline. And finally, there in the Jira platform, there have been a host of bug fixes to team-managed issues in the backlog. There was a bug fix correcting the unexpected behavior with issues in team-managed projects. Team-managed epics and base-level issues on company-managed backlogs would render the same way as issues from company-managed projects. Now, team-managed base-level issues now show in the backlog, but they were not included. So it looks like that is solving a big problem for team-managed projects. And that's it for across the Jira platform. But we're not out of the clouds yet, Brenda. We're (laughs) not done yet. We're close. We're close. The end is in sight. The light at the end of the tunnel. Thanks for sticking with us so far, dear listeners, viewers, and readers at home. Across the Atlassian Cloud Platform, across the Atlassian Cloud Platform, you can now take control of your domain's user accounts, giving you more flexibility in how you manage those accounts. Uh, You can prevent users from inviting just anyone to your projects or your products. Uh, So you can prevents user invites for your products, giving you more control, again, in who has access to what. Organization admins can still invite anyone and give product access from admin.atlassian.com. And you can gain more insights about the devices that access your products, giving you more visibility of your managed user's devices. You can now see more information about mobile apps a user has accessed and force a user to log out. This is in addition to information about their browser IP address, what was accessed, and the date they were last active 
you can track user activity and address any security concerns you might have. Oh, so now when I'm looking at Confluence on three different devices at the same time, somebody might be able to... Someone knows. <laughs> and wonders why you're using three devices. Well, and then I wonders... One of them to make comments on and one of them to edit on and one of them to read on, you know? Because I'm just kidding. I don't actually do any of that. <laughs> I was trying to imagine your workflow there. It's... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, there's more than one person who have uh, attempted to imagine my workflow and been left flummoxed. Uh, is there a workflow, Ryan? That's the real question. Yes. We We take a breather, we step away from cloud updates, and we take a look at on-prem, of which there are quite a few. Uh, Jira Software 9.4 was released November 15th, which coincidentally is the day we are recording this episode. Um, how about that? How about that? Um, so this is a long-term support release. This means Atlassian will provide bug fix releases until Jira 9.4 reaches its end-of-life date, which will be November 15th, 2024 to address critical security, stability, data integrity, and performance issues as they arise. Uh, if you are ready to upgrade, there is a link to the Jira Software 9.4 long-term support release change log. Uh, try saying that one five times fast. Uh, linked to in the document that we will link to in the show notes. Um, there's also an upgrade guide if you are upgrading from Jira 8.x or 9.x. Uh, so if you are an admin looking to upgrade, that information is available to you. Note that, that, that an upgrade from either 8.x or 9.x will trigger a full Jira re-index that can cause some downtime during the process. Particularly if you are on 8.x, make sure you've estimated the downtime and set the best time for the upgrade, and there is a link to a document on how to do so. So if this is a sizable upgrade for you, be aware of some potential downtime issues. So what has changed? This provides fixes for known issues since the last LTS version, which was Jira 8.20. Uh, so there is a link to a change log for Jira Software 9.4 and Jira Service Management 5.4, which we will talk about shortly. Uh, there are some performance tests that have been run to compare long-term support releases to see how new features affect Jira. Uh, and so there are some reports that are linked for Jira 9.4 compared to Jira 8.20, the last long-term support release. Uh, there are some issues resolved in 9.4.0, um, one of them being Atlassian Diagnostics creating several threads when monitoring database operations and may crash the instance during high database activity, so performance optimizations. Editing project roles from user management menu causes a 405 error, you know, a bug, definitely worth fixing. Node doesn't catch up issue archiving operations. Uh, so that could be problematic on data center. There are a number of bug fixes in this long-term support release. Uh, we will link to the release notes in our show notes. Similarly, Jira Service Management 5.4.x is also a long-term support release and pretty much mirrors uh, the Jira software release that Brenda just spoke about. We will link to that in the show notes. There is nothing outside of the issues Brenda talked about here. So yeah. uh, just know that if you're on Jira uh, service management, 5.4 is going to fix some things and uh, 
also have that long-term support stamp. So yep. if that's your edition of on-prem, uh, make your way to it. TLDR, new LTS. ASAP. And over in Confluence on-prem, not one, but two releases. Uh, so 7.20.1 was released October 26th, contains some bug fixes. N a number of these are involving Jira issue macro and macros in Confluence. Uh, so there's, I think, five issues resolved in 7.20.1. And 7.20.2 released on November 15th, again, the day we are recording this episode. Three issues resolved. Um, if a page with a large number of images is exported to Word, some of the images are invisible, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there are some bug fixes in 7.20.1 and 7.20.2. If you are looking to upgrade Confluence on-prem, take a look at the release notes for those two upgrades, which we will link to in our show notes, as always. And finally, for this edition of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast, we're going to talk about guardrails. And no, I'm not driving on the highway. I'm talking about built-in scripts. And I got to discuss this with some of our script runner team. Let's take a listen to that interview now. And now joining us to discuss guardrails are two members of the ScriptRunner on-premise team, Warren DaCosta, the Senior Product Manager, and Reese Lander, Senior Software Engineer. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having us. Hey, Ryan. All right. Most of us are familiar with the term guardrails. They keep us in line, right? We know that a guardrail is going to keep us on the straight and narrow. But in Atlassian, who knows where the straight and narrow is? What does a guardrail mean in terms of JIRA? So guardrails came about after a conversation with Atlassian. So a number of customers, Atlassian customers, have gone directly to them and said or observed that they, they're seeing performance issues with the instances. And this is specifically on-prem. Um, so they wanted some guidelines from Atlassian to say, how can I improve my system? But there were so many different areas that uh, customers can improve their system. They could be looking at improving the number of archive projects or uh, comments per issue. So the scale of these uh, guidelines was uh, increasing. So what Atlassian did was publish a, a list of about 10 or 12 different guidelines to the customers. And what we've done is we've built some built-in scripts around some of these guard guardrails um, and put it onto our system to allow customers to run guardrails whenever they want to um, so they could improve the performance of their system. Okay, so these built-in scripts, are they're available now. If you've updated to ScriptRunner, what version on-premise? Uh, so guardrails built-in scripts are all available in ScriptRunner for Jira 7.3.0 and above. All right, now... Guardrails kind of need to change in the long run, don't they? Is there a plan for Atlassian to update these? Yes. So guardrails are a moving target. Atlassian is continually improving Jira on-premise, um, which means that some guardrails do become redundant because the underlying performance issues get addressed. So Atlassian's plan is every quarter to revisit their guardrails. Some may be added, some may be removed, and some may be tweaked. And I assume that this means we're also going to adjust the built-in scripts to execute the guardrails, yeah? 
yeah, we will continually analyze what Atlassian publishes and update accordingly. So between the two of you, which one's going to do the analyzing? Warren. <laughs> so I guess as me, as the product owner, it, it is my responsibility to make sure that we've always got the up-to-date versions of um, the built-in scripts there and that we are keeping on top of it. All right. So people can expect to see changes to those built-in scripts as Atlassian changes. And who knows when that's going to be, but we'll keep an eye on it. Now, a question that occurs to me, when a user, let's say a user goes in and they they know that their Jira instance has comments in the hundreds, right? All over their Jira instances, people use it and they they comment and it's really bogging things down. For a user who is worried about data consistency, do the scripts compensate for what happens to the old ones? Or are those going to have to be drawn out of an archive in the future in case they ever need to be looked at by auditors, et cetera? So it depends which guardrail you're working with. You mentioned comments, so I'll address that one. So Atlassian sets a guardrail, which is a limit of comments per issue. Um, I forget the exact number. It might be 100, it might be 1,000. But that is just a number. So then how do you make a decision about which comments to remove? And for us, that should be something that's user configurable. So a natural first step would be remove all comments, the oldest comments that exceed 100 per issue. Now, it's quite common, for example, to have problems where a specific user is the one creating the comments, for example, <laughs> an automated box. So the script runner built-in scripts are scriptable. So you can actually, in a condition, in code, write which comments should be deleted. So you can check things like the comment author and then filter based on that. Nice. Awesome. All right, gentlemen. So the guardrails built-in scripts are available now, and there's a blog on adaptivist.com that we'll share in the show notes with information on how to utilize these scripts. But while I've got you here, a lot of our listeners are big script runner for Jira on-premise users. Can you give us a cheeky little sneak peek of anything coming in the future? Can you tell us anything that we ought to get excited for? Oh, Ryan, you're putting us on the spot here. And I love to show off about our features that we've coming up, that coming up. But yeah, so we are looking at a few different innovations uh, and a few uh, repositioning of our features. One of the features that we're going to try and re reposition is behaviors. It's one of our top used features. The second type, uh, most used script um, or feature is uh, around custom script post-function workflows. So we're retweaking that to make it a little even more usable uh, than we currently have. Um, and one of my, my favorite features, which is uh, web fragments, which is the ability to customize your interface. We're also uh, reducing the barriers of that and trying to improve the usability of it so that it ma makes it easier within a few clicks for you to uh, create those custom UIs and buttons. And um, yeah, so we've got a lot of repositioning to do. We're also looking to improve customers' ease of scripting as well. So we're, we're trying to, I, I hate using this term, but lower the barrier of scripting. So we know that customers have to uh, currently use uh, Groovy. And that's a, a scripting language that we actually enjoy, but not all of our Jira admins know Groovy. So we're, look, 
Plus, they also have to know the Jira API as well. So we're looking at how we can uh, reduce the burden of, of both, but not taking away from the the fun that is scripting. I, I totally enjoy scripting. So it's it's something that we, we're looking to do. <laughs> Reese, do you also enjoy scripting? <laughs> I I love scripting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is is good to know, actually. All, all right, guardrails built-in scripts are available on the newest version of Script Runner for Jira, and we'll be keeping them updated for you as Atlassian updates their guardrails. Warren DaCosta and Reese Lander, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. And that is it for episode 149. Everything's fine. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Please comment, like, and share this podcast anywhere that you like, comment, and share podcasts. Need to talk to Ryan or me? Uh, reach out to us on the socials at Adaptivist. We love hearing from people. Uh, feel free to reach out. And uh, for those of us that are in the U.S., we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. We will be releasing an episode in December. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's we think? traditionally the shot. Planning on it. But what are we going to do? We'll figure something out. We'll figure something, we'll something out. Something so out. there will be an episode of some form in, in December. That's um, 150. We can't not. Oh, yeah. We will be celebrating. So stay tuned for episode 150, whatever that may look like. Um, and again, thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Ryan Spilken, I am Brenda Burl. Um, happy rest of November, and we will talk to you soon. Gerber server. Gerbils? Gerbil server. I heard gerbils. Gerber, gerber. We're importing gerbils now. <laughs> <laughs>